Hey, Wonderfuls, welcome to this re-release of the dear, dear, dear Steve A.G. I am traveling this week, and he has come up so many times this summer with conversations with my guyer and just lots of shout-outs to him for the Boys of Summer tribute uh, that I wanted to celebrate his amazing work in the new Suicide Squad movie and uh, revisit his episode, and uh, we will have a brand new one for you next week. All right, everyone, hope everybody's safe and well. that what giants call regular-sized people? I'm a giant and you're a little. I once dated a girl who had a a daughter and uh, her daughter referred to grown-ups as bigs and (laughs) and kids as littles. Really? Yeah. That's great. Why don't we all do that? He's a big and I'm a little. How many opportunities does that come up? Mm. Like, I mean, I guess, I mean, listen, you're involved with children and adults all day long, whether you're a child or an adult. Uh, but I'm trying to think of like how you would be use that in daily life. Like her dad, a big said to me, (laughs) wow, there sure are a lot of bigs at this, (laughs) at this park. There's more bigs at this park than littles. (laughs) Now I really want to use it. Do it. It doesn't, it, it doesn't sound like I'm somehow being. Uh, sizest. No, on I both feel sides? like I've heard it before too. I feel like it's probably more common. Like it was on Family Guy. It, no, no, like it was probably on like a Family Channel show or something. I feel like yeah. it's a thing that that kids probably say. What kind of Family Channels do you watch? All of them. Yeah. What are what they? What kind of Family Channels? <laughs> you said it. Nickelodeon, Nick Junior, uh-huh. Disney, yep. Family Channel. Is this the kind of games they play on Doug Benson's podcast? (laughs) I've never done it or listened to it. Uh, Oh, you should. No. Oh, Doug loves movies. No. I do watch Degrassi, though, a bunch. Oh, yeah? it's That's one of the, like, what is that, like 16 years old? It's like Teen Nick. It's been, but I mean, but I mean, the show itself has not, has not that, has not that been on for decades. It's been on since the 80s. That's impressive. It was on for the, in the 80s. I think it stopped like towards the 90s and then it made a resurgence in like the early aughts. aughts. There you go. Yeah. It that it so that because also it, like the BBC has stuff like that. And so the closest thing we have to anything like that is soap operas, right? That's the, really the only thing that but are but they're Yeah, I mean But it's not but soap operas are a daily I've always thing. thought the closest thing we had to Degrassi was like Saved by the Bell. Which is so Which, how long did unrealistic. Say by the bell went on for a long time. It did. Yeah. But you don't know how long. <laughs> you don't um, need to know. Let me consult. If, my... if April Richardson were here, she would know. Oh my god, second. she would totally know. She's one of those bigs who still cares about that show. She's a big. It went on. I mean, I think the amount of time that those kids would have normally been in high school, so like probably four years and junior high. Uh, that's still and then only... the college years. Say by the bell, the college years. Okay, so you're, then, you're telling me that it could easily have been ten years. And then Saved by the Bell, I think it was called the New Class. Oh yeah, that's new a long students. time. It was on a while, Janet. It was on a while. I'm sorry, Steve. I'm sorry. 
I'm sorry that I doubted you. I'm 45 years old. I think I would know. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with this sentence? Everything is wrong with that sentence. Listen, we got to deal with the elephant in the room, and I'm not talking about the fact that you're tall. Your dog? And I'm not talking about either dog, although they are the closest thing to elephants. In this oh, room. the fact that I'm a guy. Yes. Yeah. I mean, you know, I've had my cousin Julian on before, but this is the maiden voyage of the JV Club Boys of Summer. Yeah. And the only reason that it exists is because you and I, I was talking about, with you about like, how am I going to do this? Like, how would I... I don't want to. I can't run out switch of girls. over. I don't want it to become like. I never felt I would run out of girls, but just because there were so many people that I guys that I love that I would want a podcast um, without suddenly turning it into a podcast that was now just anyone. That sounds so. I wanted to say up. still really snobbish. I just wanted to shake it up a little bit. I wanted to shake it up a little, and you suggested I'm going to give you credit where credits due. Yeah, because that's what's deserved. <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> <laughs> That you yeah. said you should do a Boys of Summer series, and I thought sure. it was brilliant. And I wanted to do it last year, and it just didn't come together. And yeah. fucking, there's my first F word. Effing uh, this summer's the summer. And I don't even know when I'm going to consider the start of summer, but I feel like I need to make it a long summer because uh, with you as my first, I got a lot of guys I want to podcast. Yeah. Now I've opened up Pandora's box. Pandora's box because this is guys. Yeah, O is the masculine. The uh, <laughs> Thank you. the boys of of 2014. You yeah. can do a whole year. People <laughs> I mean, might get tired of that. They though. might get tired. Well, listen, I don't know. We're gonna find out. But for now, boys of summer. Boys of summer. I'm not gonna change my podcast theme to Don Henley's Boys of Summer, or will I? <laughs> Oh, or did that idea just become very interesting even right now as we're talking? Yeah, I was thinking of that song on the way over. See? It's like, oh, yeah, that's an actual song. Maybe that's we'll like... close out every Boys of Summer episode with that. We'll, use, we'll start with my usual theme song and then yeah. close out with Boys of Summer. I can't see you. Or I'll just sing a little bit of it every single episode. Stop Your brown hair me. shining in the sun. Yeah, Whitley's, Whitley's me, excited psycho. that AG's here, and she's definitely Sit. a licker. Sit. Sit. We'll see how it goes. If I have to pause and to put her in a different room, I will. Good girl. Um, up to you. Up to you. Just yeah. Our safe word will be Whitley. <laughs> A safe word will be get this goddamn dog away from me. Yeah. Hi, Scott. I'll know. I'll know what to do. Well, that's the hashtag. Hi, Scott. Um. Now they're both super engaged with Steve. Yeah. And you have no choice but to pay attention to them instead of being podcasted. That's not going to work for anyone. Um. But anyway, thank you so much for doing the podcast. Yeah. Thanks for having me. It was very exciting. I'm very excited. Uh, is it? Does it feel meta already? Because you're also a listener of the podcast. Yeah. Long time listener. First time. Yes. <laughs> Long time uh, yeah. big. I'm excited. Used I just, to be little. I just wanted to do this as an excuse to play MASH. Oh, good. Well, it's happening. What if I was like, yeah, I'm not going to do that. Oh, yeah, that. we don't do that get anymore. Your, get out of the trash. I'm sorry. I, I was yeah. hungry. She's, uh, <laughs> she just buried her head in my trash. I think that she wants to chew my old gum, and uh, that's not good for dogs. No, it stays in their digestive tract for <clears> seven <throat> years. Don't they say that about people, too? Yeah. Where does that myth come from? Because that can't be true. I don't know where it comes from, but it is fairly universal. It is fairly universal, but that doesn't make it true. No, it's, I'm sure it's that definitely myth has been not way true. busted. It's definitely not true. Yeah. Wait, is that something that Adam and Co have myth busted? Because that's kind of gross. 
I feel like it's probably something they have busted. Like, but to bust it, doesn't that mean you chew the gum and then poo it out and then show yeah. the gum and the poo? That can't yeah. be. There's no way that happened. I don't know, man. That show can get pretty gnarly sometimes. Yeah, they're out there proving it. Life is, you know what? Life is gnarly. Or I could just eat some gum right now and we can pick this up again tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Great idea. All right. Great idea. <laughs> um, so, buddy. Yeah. Let's talk about your teens. Oh, they were so awesome. Let's throw, let's throw down. Let's throw down. You're already grimacing and being Before I got sent to military school? (laughs) I love it already. I know. We've talked a little bit about this. I do find it fascinating. You've had a... a, You you really have had like an amazing, interesting life. A Forrest Gumpian... It's been chock full of like a lot of different Steve Agee eras. Yeah. If anyone were to look at photos of me from... My teens and early 20s. Which they will. Which they do. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. You can post them. But, like, I'll post, you know, on Throwback Thursdays on Instagram. And people are like, there's no way that is you. Yeah. Like, I was a rock climbing instructor. Instructor. (laughs) People's lives were in my hand regularly. (laughs) Children's lives. Oh, Littles? Littles. How dare you? How dare you? Littles. I'm going to close the door while you tell me more of the other liquor. Steve era things. because I don't. She's liquor. wandering around restlessly. Hi, arm liquor. The arm liquor maneuver? That's the ALM. Lives. You need to settle down ASAP. Um, so where were you, a teen? Um, I grew up... An hour away from here in Riverside, California. Riverside. Which direction is Riverside? I apologize. It's east. If you've driven to Palm Springs from L.A., you've probably driven through. Sure. Past. So um, to us, it just looks like, to those of us... It looks like the valley. And and also maybe like car dealerships, because that's all I think of when I think of... There are car dealerships. Driving anywhere urban on the way to Palm Springs before you get to the windmills feels like it's just a car dealership. It looks like if you've ever just traveled it, it it feels like if i've ever traveled to like a, a town i haven't been in like i've flown to new mexico and then you're kind of in that state of still being out of it from the flight and you're just in a cab or whatever and you're driving through just this barren <laughs> area and you're like man people live here yeah. that's riverside <laughs> like holy that you cow. did describe a lot of america yeah it's also, I don't know if you ever watched the show Enlightened with oh, Laura yeah. Dern. That took place in Riverside. Okay. So is it also like a techie firm, like car dealerships and also like some some just big corporate looking buildings that you can't, you have no idea yeah, what's going on inside Yeah, there's a them? downtown area that's just weird kind of beige uh-huh. <laughs> buildings. And, great, great, great. And uh I mean, it used to be, it's part of, Riverside is part of the Inland Empire, which is also... Which, by the way, sounds very dashing in a way. It sounds pompous. It's San Bernardino and, you know, all those areas, um, which way back in the earlier part of the 20th century was like, I think the biggest industry was the orange industry. Like, it was full of orange groves. Full, like every as I when I was a kid, like there were orange groves all around our houses and in the town, and um, they're just all gone now. All of them? 
Yeah, they're you like still the bees. Occasional they're bees. like they're like honeybees. They're, they're like just the bees. Gone. Well, interesting. Those two are linked. Yeah. Um, and pardon my ignorance, but is it at the side of a river? Yeah, actually, the Santa Ana River ran through Riverside. Santa Ana River. I don't know where it comes from. I don't know where it starts. I'm assuming, you know, the San Bernardino Mountains, like Arrowhead or Big Bear. Uh, but the Santa Ana River ran through Riverside to Orange County. Did you do? Was there ever any water in it? Yes, but very little. I think when I was younger, there was more water. More water. Now you oranges. go, and it's like mostly just a dried up riverbed. But it's also where I remember uh, we're just all kind of like, you know, you see like a movie or a TV show and like the kind of blue collar kids would like go to the quarry to go swimming like. Uh, like in Breaking Away. Like which Breaking I Away. desperately wanted a quarry like that to swim Just in. like that. It w- um, in Riverside it would be, well, we also had quarries that we would go swimming in. Really? But, yeah. Even in Riverside? Yeah, there's a quarry like so cool. right off the 60 freeway. And, um, but there was also, you know, the, the Santa Ana river, which was just disgusting (laughs) people in their cut off jean shorts. It was a lot like breaking away and just kind of, you know, the, the rednecky kind of kids would go smoke weed and swim in the the Santa Ana river. (laughs) Slosh around in the bottle caps of the Yeah, You can ride a bike. There's like a trail along the river. You can ride a bike from Riverside all the way to the ocean all the way to I don't know if you've sold me on it yet Orange County well, it's, <laughs> it's a horrible yeah it would be a horrible ride there would be nothing to see great can't wait to get right into that so yeah you should do that Start, great 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 yeah were you, were you and so you're talking about the rednecks and cutoffs by the way shout out to the rednecks all due Holla, respect my all people. due respect um, were you that's my question. Is are you, are those, is that a different group of people? I mean, you? kind of at heart I was. I grew up in kind of an upper middle class family. My dad was a doctor. He's still alive. He's retired now. And my mom was a nurse. So, I mean, we weren't poor or anything. But uh, Is that how your parents met? Yeah. They met at the hospital where they both worked. And, um, yeah, but, I mean, most of my friends were kind of truck drove, you know, mini trucks and what's listen, a mini truck listen like a Datsun oh, sure. or like a Toyota uh, hello my dad had a Datsun King cab we used to yeah sleep in it in camp yeah stuff like people just drove trucks or you know like Trans Ams and shitty cars yeah. and I guess those aren't shitty cars though but uh yeah those those are the type of people I hung out with and uh, give the nice listeners a sense of your familial structure besides your dad and your mom, brother. Uh, fairly nuclear. Uh, father, mother, older brother, younger sister. Sister's a year younger than me. Brother's eight years older than me from my dad's previous marriage. Um, so he was. my brother wasn't around a ton. He would split his time between our house and his mother's house. And then he was also 18 years older. So he was off at college. Um, and he went to a boarding school in Arizona. Oh, really? Where you're from. I didn't even know there were boarding Scottsdale. schools in Arizona. I'm Thunderbird I'm sure Academy. Thunderbird Academy in Scottsdale. Was that a military school? No. It sounds like it could have been. Just a boarding school. Okay. So he was there. I, I can't 
I was so young, I don't remember if he was there for disciplinary reasons or not. <laughs> probably. Really? Yeah, He's, probably. You guys are both? He, he liked to party. Neither one of you took the black... You guys shared the black sheep of the family trophy? Yeah, I think the whole family. I think Amazing. all the kids shared the black sheep of the family. And I kind of, being the middle child, and also, I mean, through therapy, have have found that I kind of was, a was still am, a people pleaser. So I kind of felt the need to like make my parents happy. Which led to a lot of guilt because I was a huge troublemaker. But I, you know, felt bad when my brother would do something horrible or my sister. So, uh, yeah. It's funny. I feel like I don't know if that's like a really common dichotomy or if it's just resonating with me right now. But it does seem like that part of you, like the kind of person that, like just the three different people, like being a black sheep and just that you are and you're and that's part of it you're reckless about it and like you yeah. embrace it and then being a, a a a people pleaser and like not really acting out especially yeah. when you lived at home and then the in between which I certainly was too which was like trying to get into as much trouble as possible but also somehow still get good grades and not like yeah. be in trouble with my parents like to 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 feel that sort of like but you really got more reckless than that than I did I think yeah i mean i tried to hide my trouble and my vices you know, um, but that ended up just always getting me in more trouble. You know, like I was just loved to <laughs> sound so dumb. I loved to party, with Janet. <laughs> <laughs> Janet. I freaking loved. Would you to, say you were a party animal? I was a party an- animal. <laughs> I lived in the jungle. I was a party animal. Um, yeah, I got the taste for. For booze at a at a young age. How young? Probably fourteen or fifteen. Or I probably I'd say fifteen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I was a freshman. Is that how old you are when you're a freshman in high school? I'm I really think you're bad 14 with fourteen when you're a freshman. I'm really bad with equating an age yeah. with a time period. The but. only reason that I know is because I was always a year younger than everyone because of skipping kindergarten. So I know I was thirteen in in freshman year because I was so painfully aware. Like fourteen, fifteen. Yeah. yeah. I was a freshman and two two seniors took me out and got me drunk. And it was the best. I was so stoked that two seniors even wanted to hang I'm out sure. with me. And then we went to a liquor store and uh paid a bum <laughs> Oh, wow. Paid a bum to uh, buy us alcohol, and we each drank a bottle of Boone's Farm. The first time you drank? The first time I drank, I oh drank a God. whole bottle of this Boone's Farm strawberry. And you didn't get sick? I didn't get sick. Oh, yeah. I almost yeah. never got sick from drinking. And you were, and were you tall? Sorry, I, but you yeah. know, just in terms of alcohol tolerance and stuff. Were you, did you have a growth spurt or were you always like the tallest in your Yeah, class? that's no, right around, like junior high is right around when my growth spurt hit. Um, and that was another horrible thing, just growing pains, which are a legitimate thing. Like people think it's just a TV show, but it's like, <laughs> it's a real growing pains. Like you're, you're growing too fast for your joints to like create ligament, you know, you're growing faster than your your You're like a science parts. experiment going yeah. awry. It's crazy, and it hurts like hell. I can remember laying in bed at night just like going, oh, God, like just being in pain. Like That's it's so crazy. Nuts. Yeah. Did you – was that something that you talk about with people? Like would, would, 
could did anyone say like, well, you can take ibuprofen that helps for growing pain? You know what I mean? Yeah, Does I would anybody... take aspirin and stuff, but it's yeah. just it's still it's like just uncomfortable. Sure, sure. Yeah, it's I don't like have that... any memories of that, and I think maybe sometimes boys go through that more than girls. It's like that yeah. feeling of I don't know if a lot of people. I mean, I think everyone's heard of restless leg syndrome, and like I think a lot of people are like, that's bullshit. Like that's not. It's a real thing where like you know some people if you're laying in bed at night you feel like you you need to stretch your legs like like you, they're just kind of sore and tight and yeah. you need to stretch it's that feeling growing pains are like that but like your whole body like you just can't Ugh. get comfortable yeah and 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 it sounds like drinking really poured a lot of comfort <sighs> over that drinking was it was crazy because i remember were we, you do you and do you have any sense of like because not that make this like an a, an aa meeting or anything like yeah. that i it's i don't feel that way but did you have a sense because the reason i ask is because you know that i use drugs when i was really little yeah. and i'm not when or, you were when a I was little. younger when i was a little <laughs> when and, you were a medium uh, when I was a medium. <laughs> yeah for sure when i was a medium yeah. um and i i'm trying to like think like was it recreational or was i trying to escape feelings i was having because i was so sensitive you know what i mean because it's kind of hard to tell when you're that age because your problems and your self-awareness aren't necessarily as acute i think mine started as peer pressure i mean it was seniors and i was like oh yeah i gotta do this and um but i was also awkward because i was growing so fast i was just weird and like gangly and um was just really uncomfortable with girls and so we went out and we, we they're like, oh, no, we're get, each going to get a bottle and drink this. And I was like, that's crazy. <laughs> and I can remember as I was drinking it and got, you know, like maybe a third of the way through, like my face started feeling really warm. And I was like kind of starting to laugh. And I was like, I just remember being really scared and like saying, am I? am I going to get sick? Am I Because I have an aversion to throwing up. And I was like, am I going to throw up? Because I've seen it in the movie. People get drunk and yeah. they throw up. Am I going to throw up? Also, like, doesn't everyone hate throwing up? Yeah. They're, no, but I'm that, like... The restless leg syndrome made me want to get out my foam roller. <laughs> <laughs> it made me feel like baby I'm... <laughs> She's getting her yoga rolling thing. Yeah. Her well, foam roller. Also, where you're sitting, I want to... like. I'm sort of you're taller than I'm used to. Yeah, and it's only because not because you're a giant. I'm probably thing. your tallest guest. You are definitely my tallest guest. Um, right, I'm all yours, all yours. No, so but I have a, a like I'm obsessed with it. With not, I have an up. obsessive fear of throwing up. Yeah. Like I think about it for a person who hasn't thrown up in 25 years or more. Yeah, I think 25 about years. It. Yeah, I think Super about it every impressive. day. Every day. There's not a day that are goes by. Are you kidding by. me? No. Oh, your brain, Stevie. There's not a day that goes by where I'm just like, God, like if I feel a slight, yeah. I'm like, oh God, am I going to puke? I think about it constantly. But do you think that it, part of that is like the chicken before the egg? Like at this point now, the fact that you haven't in such a long time now makes it like a thing you really don't want to have happen because. Oh yeah. Not, I have no not, memory not, yeah. of what it's like. Oh yeah. In fact, my last two times I threw, and I've probably thrown up only four times God, in my we life. We've got to get you to throw up sometimes. No, it's don't say that. Don't even say that. It's, <laughs> it's going to be great. Uh, I like the last two times I threw up were from drinking. I only threw up twice from drinking. And once was one of the first times I drank, I was at a party and I drank like, Almost a full bottle of tequila, Ugh. and just oh. 
totally was puking. And then, but I barely remember it because I was so drunk. And then the last time was one of the last times I got drunk. I was 18 and I drank, I beer bonged a 12 pack of beer and a bottle of champagne and half half a bottle of rum. That's how bad it got for me. And just threw up everywhere. And I think that's also part of why I don't drink anymore is because, you know, I never quit because I had, even though I think I had a problem with that, I never was like hit bottom was like, I got to stop drinking. And it was never hard for me at that point. I was just, I I was so hungover and sick for like two days afterwards. And, and, uh, I just remember ever since then, whenever I would drink alcohol, even if it was just socially, I would feel sick. So I was like, I'm just not going to drink anymore. But yeah, that first time I drank I a can't bottle. You've never had like food poisoning or stomach flu to the point where I get food poisoning and stomach flu, but it just it's just out the other end. And the uh, power, the sheer force of your will. I have a really strong stomach, really strong stomach. And um, but yeah, that for we drank these bottles of Boone's Farm and. I had never felt it. I was laughing my ass off. We went and watched, I think, Beverly Hills Cop. Sure. We went to the movies and watched Beverly Hills Cop. Don't got to be drunk to know that's a hilarious movie. Oh, my God. I've never laughed so hard. And it was just this thing that I was always chasing then. I was like, that was so fun. And then I would just be like, oh, my God, when I'm drunk, I will talk to anyone. I'm, And I wasn't like an annoying drunk. I was like a fun drunk. And... um does yeah. anyone think they're an annoying drunk, though? Do you think people have a self-awareness? I, I don't know if people have a self-awareness, but I, I'm I sure people told, have been like, told. You're mean when you're drunk. Or like, so you that shouldn't kind of drink. Thing. Yeah. You know, everyone loved like, having me. Let's get me. AG drunk. I remember That's there was tricky. a girl in high school. Uh, oh, what the fuck was her name? I think it was Carolyn. And I had a huge crush on her. And I remember being it was between classes and i was near her and some other people and she's like oh yeah my parents are out of town she's like yo you gotta come you gotta come she's like ag you gotta come we need somebody to laugh at and that really (laughs) hurt my feelings i even though i know what they meant i was like oh i'm a fucking clown (laughs) she doesn't want me around because she has a crush on me it's just funny and i was like ugh Okay, we're going to take a break. I will be back after a word from our wonderful buddies at Maximum Fun. Wonderfuls, one of the things that I love about this podcast is that, you know, in talking with people about their vulnerabilities and their past, their teenage years, it has proven that it doesn't matter who you are or what you have. You know, life can be stressful. For me, it's usually work and sometimes family-related not because I don't have an amazing family, I do, but just because family stuff is stressful. Even the stuff that makes me happy about my family kind of stresses me out because I care so much about it, if that makes sense. So if you're like me, it's not so much always about like, oh, listen, I'm at this horrible point in my life. It's more about just needing a tool, a way to talk about how you're feeling. And that, for me, just lifts all of that stress off my shoulders in a way that nothing but therapy can. And that's why I want to talk to you about better help. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist, and it can be more affordable than in-person therapy. See if it's for you. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and the JV Club listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash JV Club. Have your first session in under 48 hours at B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash JV Club. 
If you're sick of constantly arguing with the people closest to you about topics that really aren't going to change the world, we're here to take that stress off of your shoulders. We take care of it for you on We Got This with Mark and Hal. That's right, Hal. If you have a subjective question that you want answered objectively once and for all time for all of the people of the world, questions like, who's the best Disney villain, Mac or PC, or should you put ketchup on a hot dog? That's why we're here. Yes, I get that these are the biggest questions of our time. And we're often joined by special guests like Nathan Fillion, Orlando Jones, and Paget Brewster. So let Mark and Hal take care of it for you on We Got This with Mark and Hal, weekly on Maximum Fun. Were you better with girls when you drank? And did you, like, did that change your social interaction with them? Yeah, I was much more social. I made out with, <laughs> I would make out with girls at parties. It was awesome. Um, I really. But did that translate into you having a girl, like, girlfriends? Or was it like, only when I'm drunk? Like, you have this, your I never had girlfriends in high school. Superhero outfit on with, when you were drinking? Never had girlfriends in high school, just girls. That I would make out with repeatedly at parties when we were drunk. And, um, yeah, it was, uh, and it became a problem in that it started affecting my schoolwork in that I wasn't doing any schoolwork. And <laughs> like, I loved alcohol so much. I would pay a guy. I worked at the hospital that my dad worked at. I worked in the kitchen washing dishes and delivering food to the different floors of the hospital. And, uh, there was a guy named Quentin who I thought was the coolest dude. He was probably, I mean, looking back, he was probably like 24 years old or something. But he drove a Camaro, and I was like, that dude is fucking cool, man. <laughs> and his name was Quentin. And he would buy me booze. And I would just get my paychecks, and I'd be like, and not like beer. I mean like whiskey and Southern Comfort. Southern Comfort was my drink. And um, Was there a difference between Southern Comfort and whiskey? Yeah, it's more of a... I don't. I honestly don't know. It's sweeter. I'm so embarrassed. It's sweeter. It's, okay. it's, it's what Janis Joplin used to drink. But what is it called? Isn't that considered whiskey? What else would it be? It's like a kind of like a bourbon. Yeah. Um, oh, I really don't know. I think I thought bourbon and whiskey were the same thing. This is embarrassing that I'm outing myself as this much of a an alcohol dilettante. I mean, I did my share of drinking, but I just well, realized... I'm embarrassed that it was my drink, and I'm still not. <laughs> I, just I guess knit. I just don't. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I know a bit about a little bit about wine, but the hard stuff I really couldn't get into. Like people who appreciate a fine scotch, you can really dissect what makes a bourbon a bourbon, a whiskey a whiskey, a scotch a scotch. That's not me. Well, I was never a snob. I would just drink whatever was around. I can't get it to load on my phone. But um, yeah, it got to the point where I always had probably $100 worth of booze in the trunk of my car at all oh, times. Wow. Um, and I would go to school drunk you like would. in the morning. I would drive to school. I'd stop at seven 11, get a big gulp and only fill it like halfway with like Coke or whatever. And then the rest with like rum Ooh. or Southern comfort and yeah. just, you know, by second period I was drunk. And did everyone know that about you too? No. That you were drunk at school or just you? No, I was so functional. Um, didn't you smell like booze though? Yes. That was, I found with vodka, I smelled less, but uh, yeah, I chewed a lot of gum because some people would be like, yeah, you're drunk. I can, yeah. and I was like, oh, wow, you can tell. Huh? <laughs> but um, yeah, I was just drunk in class. And how much did your parents know about this? 
They did not know. I think towards the end. Um, and this is still freshman year. Yeah, towards oh the gosh. end, I there was. I think it was my sophomore year. People started to get wise, like it was out of control. Me and my friends were, would, you know, we'd have a period where we didn't have class, and we'd go to my friend's house, who lived like a block away from the school, and we'd just smoke pot and get drunk in his house, and then go back to school. And people were getting wise. Teachers were getting wise. And I sensed something horrible was <laughs> about to happen. And so halfway through the school year, I changed schools. I told my parents, I'm like, I think I should go to, you know, Loma Linda Academy, which is, you know, which they had a lot of friends who's, the, who the, it was a richer school, and they had a lot of friends whose kids went there. So my, friend, my parents were totally happy sending me there. They're like, oh, it's a better school. We'll send Steve there. What were your grades like when you, when you transferred? D's. Like my and how did best, your parent? How do you have that conversation with your parent? Like, I think they felt like maybe if I switched schools, like my grades would probably go. Yeah, and, and uh, how'd that go? Much worse. Like I'm the partying step. Like that school, people party on a whole new. Level. I can't even like based on what you've described. What's more partyish? Than like less than zero. <laughs> like so less like than hard zero. drugs, like cocaine. Yeah, I didn't do that kind of stuff at that point. But like I had friends, you know that we're doing Coke and um, I tended to just stick with alcohol occasionally pot. Um, but yeah, as soon as I switched and went to the school, uh, like after midterms, every one of my friends got busted. Uh-huh. They had like a huge bust and everyone got at the go, old school. Yep. Everyone yeah. had to go to like, like, I don't know if it was AA or something, but they had to go to like fucking see somebody and like they all got in trouble and grounded and like I really avoided that one. And then yeah, my grades got worse. Like just F's and D's at this new school. You got some G's. <laughs> I found I out there H, is a, there is a Y that you <laughs> I got Y plus. Um, and uh yeah and then uh at the, so it's hard to see how this is leading to military school. So yeah, <laughs> I, I finished out that year, and it's crazy because towards the end of that year at Loma Linda Academy, I um, I remember coming to school one morning. I never got busted for anything. I remember going to school one morning, and uh, this kid was like, "Dude, you got to go check out our homeroom." There was an assembly in the gym, and our homeroom was right off of the gym, so people were starting to show up into the gym for assembly and someone's like dude go look at our homeroom so i go in i walk into this room and someone had completely trashed the room like vandalized it like broke shit like i feel like spray painted stuff on the wall sure it was destroyed and i was like standing there going holy cow this is messed up and then I turned to leave, and one of the teachers saw me leaving the homeroom. No. And so I got blamed for that. Are you serious? Yeah. I have no, I still to this day don't know who that did it. That sounds like a movie. Yeah. And so uh, at the end of the year, I had to go in for a meeting with like the principal, vice principal, and my parents. I think it was just my mom that went with me, and they're like, Steve can't come back next year unless he – and they explained what I – quote unquote did and they're like he can't come back unless he goes in front of a board of like all the teachers and apologizes and I was just like I did not do that 
and they're like, Steve, we know you, your, you know, your because reputation. Your were bad. Yeah, because you already, wow. And, uh, and my mom was like, did you do this? And I was like, no. And my mom, who's awesome, was like, well, my, my son's not going to apologize to you. He, I wouldn't want him to go here anyway. And I thought that was awesome until <laughs> like the end of the summer when, uh, like, school was starting up and, like, no one had mentioned anything. My parents hadn't <laughs> mentioned anything. And I just, it was me that initiated that. Like, I went to my parents and I'm like, uh, I think I should be registering for school somewhere. And um, I think I should go to Polly, which was like a block from our house. It was the big public school. And um, that's when my parents broke it to me. They're like, we're going to send you to military school. And I like flipped out. As one would. I was like, what? That isn't even a real thing. Like, <laughs> like that's just a thing in movies where that's a threat. Like, and you never see it actually happen. And they're and I was like yelling and I was freaking out. And finally they calmed me down. I'm like, and because I think they were like, we'll try it out. If it doesn't work, if it's so horrible, you can come back. I was like, all right. When do I have to leave? They're like next week. Oh, I was God. like, like that. I was like, when the fuck oh, were you going to tell me about this? Well, they knew you were going to freak yeah. out. And uh, I mean, that's like not to get too microcosmic, but I would get anxious before school started, even when I was in like a good place with my relationship with school, whatever that means. Yeah. And oh, I can't even drank. imagine. Yeah, I mean, I that guess that's helped. my. I guess that's it. It was like <laughs> help me. Yeah, because. That feeling of knowing that was going to happen, like that whole week leading up to you leaving. Yeah. What is worse than that bleak, scared feeling of waking up and remembering what's to come and just dreading it? Yeah. So it was like a week of me just constantly out with my friends, just getting hammered. Yeah. And I went and... um, Did you feel like an injustice had been done or were you secretly or even not secretly like, well... What did I expect was going to happen? I felt betrayed, but I was also just like, yeah, of course. Like, what else are they going to do? I am out of control. And, um, like, I remember, like, towards the end, my parents went into my car and found, like, a fifth of Jack Daniels in my car, in, like, an open container of Jack Daniels in my car, which, by the way, was almost empty. Yeah. And so they're like, they're like I. They're like we don't they know had what never, you're like, doing. Rummage through your stuff up to that point. Not that I know of. They probably they hadn't read had your diary. They probably. <laughs> I'm so glad. <laughs> to I your diary. Know. I'm extremely drunk again. If I had a Writing diary, feels unnecessary. My diary would have been a bummer. <laughs> um, so yeah, they had no choice, and so I ended up all the way across the country. I'd never even been across the country, and I ended up in Pennsylvania, Valley Forge, Pennsylvania. Valley Forge. at the school where they filmed Taps. You know, the Timothy Hutton, Sean Penn, Tom Cruise. Is that the first thing that you were told as soon as you arrived? Uh, No, I already knew about it. Because it shot there like just a few years before I went there. Like it was, it wasn't like, oh yeah, I remember that movie. It's like, oh Jesus Christ, that's where I'm going. It's also the school where J.D. Salinger went, who wrote Catcher in the Rye. And Pensy Prep from the book Catcher in the Rye is based on the military school. Oh my god! Like everything he describes of, uh, in Catcher in the Rye about Pensy Prep is 
at the oh. military. You know, he talks about walking down the pathways and there's cannons and stuff. Yeah. That, so that was all military school. And how did you fare there in terms of like who else was going there and did you have access to the same like substances? Well, that's the crazy thing that it's always you hear about it being a threat and you see it in movies like if you don't straighten up, you're going to military school. Um, and then you actually go there and it is crazy. I Knowing what I know now, I would never send my kid to a military school because it's it's like sending a degenerate to prison. It's you're sending your fuck up kid to the cream of the crop of fuck ups in the country and the world. People, kids got oh. sent there from other countries. Yeah. And it was bananas. I honestly had a fun time. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe every story of every school you're like, but when I got there, that's when things really got crazy. Oh, and it really stepped up there. I <laughs> No, it. Uh, There's no more stepping up. Oh my god! It was. I. By the way, I sold a pilot to FX a couple of years ago based on this, based on my life in military school. Um, it didn't get picked up, but you know, we wrote a pilot, and uh, it was. The thing is, you go there, and like my big vice was booze. You know, I could hide booze in my car, or my room, in my closet. You go to military school, you're in this room. It's like just cinder block and you have a wall closet, but there's no doors. There's just shelves. So your stuff is on these shelves and you're subjected to daily inspections. So you can't hide a bottle of booze, but you can hide drugs in a number of places, like in light sockets, in your radio. Um, So it just was easier to use drugs. Yeah, it really, it just quickly turn to drugs like what kind speed the smallest yeah the most um rare. can you acquaint me with some of your smallest drugs please <laughs> excuse me sir what's what drug is the easiest to hide <laughs> um mostly speed because that was also the upper that i found i needed to deal with the fact that i was waking up at five thirty every morning to go running two miles two or three miles doing calisthenics Coming back, cleaning the cleaning the barracks, showering, getting in, you know, polishing your shoes and your uniform, like your buckles, and and then going to breakfast and then going to school all day. It was exhausting. Kids were, you'd look around a classroom there, and kids were just always asleep. Ugh. And so, speed was a really good answer to that. And how often, like. How much were you there? How many visits home did you even get? I were there went, any girls like that you had? Like, yeah. did you access women? There in were any way there? there were a number of girls' schools around. There was a, a a college Cabrini College, which I feel like was an all girls' school at the time nearby. So we would go AWOL all the time and go like <laughs> just drink with these girls, and so that was never really an issue. Um, but yeah, I only went home ever. For like the major holidays, Thanksgiving, Christmas, um, spring break. So what kind of relationship did you have with your little sister then? Uh, Not good. I mean, non-existent. You know, a younger sibling is more of a nuisance. And so I wasn't really close. My brother was too old. You know, he was eight years older than me. So I wasn't, I really wasn't close with any, you know, it was 
mostly my friends from school. And forgive me for asking this like extremely female question, perhaps. Yeah. Well, although that's sexist of me to say. Um, I think I'm just hyper aware of uh, you being my first guy uh, other than Julian. Um, but <clears throat> did you have like, did you with your friends and the fact that you were wasted all the time, I mean, were you having hearts heart to hearts with anyone like did you feel like you were nope. like developing emotionally as a person you know i was just listening to an oldest american life where they yeah. g- refer to the fact that like a lot of addicts past addicts not to say not to call you that but like yeah. that in the in the case of addicts that many of them say <clears throat> that they felt a sense of arrested development from the time they started using till the time they stopped like because they weren't really no i never coming themselves in a real i had way. like like best friends but never like, you never, never people that I would talk, you know. You would never be like, dude, I am wasted all the time. Like I'm oh, having no, a really hard time not. thinking about like, God, why I got, I am just not dealing with shit. <laughs> like there's no sense. No, of that it was more like, fuck, dude, I got really fucked up last night. I am hungover. But would you like? I mean, because obviously. Uh, Later in, on in this wonderful Steve Agee saga, you're doing things like snowboarding and and rock climbing and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, wh- was there anything that you like got excited about besides partying? I know you were a party animal, but like, would you did you read any books? Did you love movies? Did you watch television? Did you comedy? Have to I was that kind of way into comedy? like yeah. you know Doctor Demento or... and oh, okay. Saturday Night Live. Like comedy was a huge part of my life all growing up. I you know when I was what age are you when you start like getting into like your own sense of what you like music? This is like 11 or 12 or like, yeah, probably Oh, well my friends like junior high, you start like listening school. to music. Cause that's what your friends are doing. Um, like all my friends were buying cassettes and albums and stuff and of like, you know, Michael Jackson or whatever was popular. And like the first thing I ever bought was a George Carlin album. And I was like 11 because I heard him on Dr. Demento, who I was obsessed with. Like, like that's like Weird Al it was like an idol of mine. And it, it was crazy. I was always into comedy and like movies and stuff. So that's was my main escape besides booze. <laughs> I did a lot of sports because I was good at it. And tall. how did you do sports when you were getting drunk all the time? You didn't like your endurance was still okay. Yeah, it was totally fine. Uh, my metabolism was great. I, uh, yeah, it was very athletic. I mean, the only problem before I got sent to military school was my grades. I didn't get to play a lot because of my grades. Yeah. Um, when I showed up in military school, coaches went nuts they were like oh my god look how tall you are (laughs) like the basketball coach especially was like oh this is amazing yeah and um i didn't really care about sports that was the thing is like i'd rather just party with my friends um i'm not competitive which i think is later why i went into rock climbing is because it wasn't competitive it was just you um against you know nature or whatever and um so, yeah, the coaches were like, oh, you got to play basketball. And I, I ended up playing a lot of sports because it got me out of a lot of stuff, military stuff, like a lot of marching and a lot of <laughs> drills. And Oof. it was mainly just to get out of doing shit. So like, basketball and what else? Uh, I lettered in basketball, um, football, and track. I was really good at track. 
I'm going to ask a question that feels unforgivable for being uh, over 100 episodes deep. I don't even really know how you get a letter. It's just I got a letter in academics, but I don't know why. They gave me like a high school letterman's letter. And I, think I was just like, by oh, being, I don't I know. I think just by being on the team. I see. I had, you know, a, this, like we didn't have jackets. We had these sweaters. And you'd just get a big yellow V for Valley Forge. And um, yeah, I guess that's... <laughs> now that you mentioned it, it like I really the, don't know what... The Goblet of Fire where you had to like, I think riddle me these questions three. Well, there's junior varsity and there's varsity. And I think once you make the, you know, the, the team, the varsity team, that's when you letter. Okay. I've never that even really like thought about answer. it. I've never thought about it either. Yeah. I just... That's what this podcast is all about. I just showed asking up. Asking those crucial questions for the things no one cares. <laughs> no one cares enough about. No I one cares enough to answer. Just showed up and <laughs> jumped over the high bar in, in the track and got my letter. Got it. Got I think. It. I, yeah. <laughs> when did Dr. Demento air? Was it on, te- it was on television or was it on the radio? Dr. Demento was... A- a syndicated radio show. Okay. I mean, he lives... I know what he looks like because I know that Weird Al loved him and I loved Weird Al. Yeah. So I never really like got into Dr. Demento, but I did love Weird Al. A thing you should check out is there was a Funny or Die video they did about uh, a biopic, like a mock trailer for a Weird Al biopic. Uh-huh. I forget what it was called. It's really funny, but Pat Oswalt in, in the video plays Dr. Demento. Um but Dr. Demento is from Southern California and had a syndicated radio show. It was on all over the country. Um, here in L.A., it would run on uh, 94.7 KMET, which is now the wave. But at that point, it was a rock station. And it would run Sunday nights from like 7 to 10 or something like that. And uh, he would just play funny stuff, whether it be song parodies like Weird Al or like tracks from you know george carlin albums so it really covered a broad spectrum of comedy which was perfect for me but that was sunday nights and i would listen i had this little transistor radio that had like an earbud 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 uh that you could put in but it was mono so it was just one earpiece that i would just like my parents would send me to bed and i would just lay in bed and like listen to dr demento and then I would listen Dr. to Demento? then I would listen to after that the <laughs> Doctor Ruth show. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's where I learned about sex was from Doctor Ruth. Yeah, she was like a huge sex icon in the eighties for sure. Yeah, um, little Austrian that, woman. Yeah, that like I don't remember. It's one of those things where I remember all the pop culture references to her. And I remember her showing up in like Steve Martin movies or like, you know what I mean? She, they, she would be like a weird cameo and something. Mm-hmm. So she was like a, a, a respected joke. It's not that like people didn't respect her. No, it was just like, it shit. becomes a fun, she knew her shit, she but she was like herself. four foot 11. Yeah. A thick, like I think Austrian accent. I'm so, you must put the penis in yeah. the vagina. I'm so curious about like, because that was, I was too young to ever hear her really talk about anything. I just knew what she, I knew the idea of her. Yeah. It'd be kind of interesting to go back and like listen to, listen Do- to some of Dr. her shows. Dr. Ruth Westheimer. Yeah, Dr. Ruth Westheimer, for yeah. sure. Yeah. I mean, she's, the idea that like Dan Savage is the Dr. Ruth of our time yeah. is a pretty huge difference between the two See, of I them. don't even know who that is. You know who Savage, Savage Love? You know Dan Savage. Mm-hmm, oh, so. he's like a great. 
Sex. He's a he's a sort of a beloved. There's Gen X, also Gen y you know a few years Dr. ago Drew. this this woman uh, Sue something. She had like a cable show. Sue. She's like an older woman, and she would talk about sex stuff. Mm-hmm. I can't remember her name. Was there something titillating about Doctor Ruth, or was it so clinical and like it was so foreign to me? And I was just, just so like, different. it was just foreign to me, and yeah. I was like, oh, that's weird. Oh, people, people put their wiener, <laughs> people put their wieners in butts. That's crazy. <laughs> oh, oh, it's time for a quick break. I will be back after a word from our friends at Maximum Fun. Well, wonderfuls, welcome back to the ongoing saga of my poor old knife feeling rejected because I have my beautiful new red made in knife. You know, I've tried to explain to my old knife, like I've said to my knife, how does your favorite restaurant consistently make such delicious food, knife? The short answer, okay, because I can see you're crying little tears of silver, is they have access to the right kitchen tools, okay? With made in's professional quality cookware and kitchenware, anyone is capable of making restaurant quality food at home. And that's what I had to do for myself, old knife. I had to become one of those people. Made in sources the finest materials and partner with renowned crafts to make premium kitchen tools available directly to you without the market. Well, not to you, old knife, because, you know, you're sulking. Made-in products are made to last, and they offer a lifetime guarantee. Their cookware distributes heat evenly and can easily go from the stovetop to the oven. And, sensitive subject, their knives are fully forged, perfectly balanced, and stay sharp. Old knife, if you could just cover your ears for a Oh, you don't have hands. Oh, you don't have ears! Why have I been worrying about this? Okay, right now, Made In is offering our listeners 15% off your first order with promo code JVCLUB. This is the best discount available anywhere online for Made In products. Go to madeincookware.com slash JVCLUB and use promo code JVCLUB for 15% off your first order. That's madeincookware.com slash JVCLUB. Use promo code JVCLUB. Video games. Video games. Video games. You like them? Maybe you wish you had more time for them. Maybe you want to know the best ones to play. Maybe you want to know what happens to Mario when he dies. <laughs> In that case, you should check out Triple Click. It's a podcast about video games. A podcast about video games? But I don't have time for that. Sure you do. Once a week, Kickback as three video game experts give you everything from critical takes on the hottest new releases to scoops, interviews, and explanations about how video games work to fascinating and sometimes weird stories about the games we love. Triple Click is hosted by me, Kirk Hamilton. Me, Jason Shire. And me, Maddie Myers. You can find Triple Click wherever you get your podcasts and listen at MaximumFun.org. Bye! Um, I can't believe that I'm going to use that to segue into MASH, but somehow we've just had the, the time has flown really by. Really flown by. This is going to be interesting because, you know, I like to base my mashes off of what's been discussed. And I, I can't, I'm not going to ask you about like which bottle of Boons you would drink now. Mm. Question. Oh, does she get too friendly? She's getting pretty friendly. She really, um, <laughs> Whitley, lay down. Well, well I can't, down. No, listen, before I get, before I get into MASH, I can't, I don't want to leave anybody wondering because I have the benefit of knowing more. Whitley, off. Oh. Sorry, everybody. Uh, I have the benefit of knowing. <laughs> Good God, she's just like if it's a, if it Later. becomes a game, it becomes the game of like you pushing me away means you want to play the game of pushing me away. <laughs> oh. Really obsessed um, with me. Uh, but I don't want to. But so I know. But I don't want to leave anybody hanging. Of like when when did you just briefly when did you get into. Um, 
uh, alpine sports and uh, rock climbing. Alpine sports. <laughs> uh, it was my freshman year of college. I needed to take like an elective, uh, some kind of like. I mean, first of all, bravo for going to college after everything we just heard. Yeah, I well, I wanted to be a marine biologist, and um, so I went and I, I majored in biology. Like Were you still drinking year. then? No. When did you stop? Like, like when I was like 18. So you were getting ready to be done with high school and you're like, all right, this is enough. Enough of this. I feel like I just went to college because all my friends were. And mm-hmm. it was looking back on it, I didn't need to go to college. I probably wouldn't do it again. But um, I met some great people and <laughs> <laughs> I met some great contacts. And <laughs> No, but my freshman year, I had to take some. I needed some kind of an elective, and I didn't want to take softball or softball. That was a weird way of saying. Pronounced it. I didn't want to play softball. (laughs) I really liked it. And I, I took. Oh, my first semester, I took scuba diving. I got certified to scuba dive, and then uh, the second semester, I took um, rock climbing, and took to it. Immediate, like it was crazy how fast I took to it. I was really good at it. By the next, my next semester, I was helping teach the class. If the teacher ever had to be gone, I would teach the class. It was crazy. I was really into it. Do you ever do it anymore? No, but I have been kicking around the idea of starting yeah. to do it again. I really want to do it again. Yeah. It I feel was, like, yeah, it's kind of, it makes me nervous, but I, it makes me nervous, but I also feel like it was something I would enjoy. Oh my God. It is so oddly relaxing and just fun. I would, I remember taking a semester off of college, getting in my truck and driving out to Joshua Tree and practically living in Joshua Tree just by myself camping. I would go into town to buy food and stuff um, and I would just meet people who were camping and climb with them and... Or boulder by myself. It was amazing. Yeah, you love going up to Joshua Tree even now. I still do, yeah. And it was uh, the greatest exercise. I mean, I remember, you know, the health class one one day, like, came in and they're like, we're going over body mass index or body fat. Can we do the, I think they used that tank. Like, they put you in a tank of water to, like, it's really accurate. And I think I had, like, 6% body fat. Like, wow. it was crazy. Yeah. Good Did times. Rock climbing. That's yeah, and then great. I ended up teaching it at a summer camp out where we would go out to Joshua Tree for, like, four days. and. Not so great. Yeah. I got to do it. I'm going to try it. You, you would love it. There's Should a gym, I try it with There's the a gym called a Rock Creations in Santa Monica. Okay. Um, Someone was telling me about one in uh, that's downtown now. There's mm-hmm. a good like kid, and, and I think they only give no big, I mean, no littles, just bigs. Yeah. Which I don't know if that I care whether there's littles there or not. But. No, that's, uh, that's a fairly new one I, that I'm not super aware of, but I have heard of also. But yeah, yeah you should try we gotta it. We got to go down there. Yeah, I'd do it. Let's do it. All right. All right. Uh, <laughs> you were like, let's do it. Right now? Are we going right now? Are oh, we going oh, right oh, now? Am I dropping everything? I need everything? to make some calls. But um, okay, let's do it. Uh, okay, cool. Okay, so let's get into the bash game. Um, uh, let's use that as a jumping off point. I will say three places that in the anywhere in the world or in fantasy that you could go rock climbing that you've never been. Oh, rock climbing that I've never climbed? Yeah. Uh, south of France. There's really good climbing in south of France. Um, I would like to climb 
Devil's Tower, Wyoming. Yeah. Doo, 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 yeah. Doo. There's uh yeah, that's there's some sweet rock climbing on that. I I'd love to climb that. Wyoming's thing. awesome anyway. That's I'd great. also love to climb El Capitan. I never I never did that. I was never the into movie mo- theater here in Los Angeles. The El Capitan. No, in <laughs> in Yosemite. I that's like a I was gonna ask about Yosemite. That's like a three thousand foot climb. I I was never into multi pitch climbing. Well, I don't know what that means. Like that. Multi one pitch is the equivalent of one rope length. Oh, okay. So that's multi pitches is, is it's a big undertaking. Okay. I, I did it a few times. I think I think the highest rock I climbed was like two thousand feet. And it was terrifying. I'm sure. It was very rewarding, but it was terrifying. I was Oof. scared the whole time I was doing it, Oof. which is not a good thing. Yeah, I know. I was into mostly sport climbing, which is... That's what I think. That's what appeals to me. You can hook up a rope and and just climb it. Yeah. You know, and it's easy. And it's there's not, I mean, it's not too easy. much that's going to go terribly wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that sounds great. But uh, I would... So let's say south of France... Um. El Capitan okay. and Devil's Tower, Wyoming. Great, great, great. Capitan. Okay. Next question will be, mm-hmm. um, you can um, have any band, living or dead, together or broken up, play for you whenever, wherever. <laughs> like they just pop into appearance and they just fuck play for you. Any whether band? One song, yeah. Whether it's, or one person. Whether it's a song, whether it's a set. Three and yeah. three. David Bowie. Great. Wow. Um, morphine. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jimi Hendrix. Okay. Next question is, let's go jump into movie. What movies? What three movies you want to be able to jump into and live in? Oh, Jesus. Wow. That's... Uh, that's... I, love, I love that you listen to the podcast. Any of these questions could have been... They could all have been coming. I love that you're shocked by them. I... Um, I kind of want to say Stripes. That's so great. Even though I kind of live that already. I know. It's great. <laughs> but Wow. Stripes. Um, Ghostbusters. These are all Bill Murray movies. Um, the Master. Rushmore. Yeah, you did it. Just made a trio. BMs. <laughs> oh, shit. I didn't even... I was not even... Yeah. He's in Rushmore as well. I, wow, that's crazy. Job. Yeah. He's, Listen, a, he's an idol, of, he's an of, idol of mine. I don't argue with any of them. I think they're terrific. That makes me want to ask the next question, which is uh, three like dudes that you super look up to who also happen to think you're the shit. And three, three. Like, like a Bill Murray or... Like getting the respect of three people. Yeah, like they're are, they're three the three peers. They're they're like living you or look dead. Up living or dead. Who are like Bill Murray? Yeah, John Ritter. Yeah, and Chris Elliott. Oh, Bill. No, God, that's a close one because I've met Chris Elliott and I love him so much. He was an idol. Still is an idol. I'll go Bill Murray, John Ritter, and John Hughes. Great. 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 Okay, um, 
All right, I'm going ladies. Give me uh give me three. Could be from any time period. I have thought about this one be- and I was thinking <laughs> in terms of my youth. Yeah. Um Valerie Bertinelli. Amazing. <laughs> Jamie Gertz. Oh, you sure. Sure, Jamie Gertz. Oh my gosh. And <laughs> I've tweeted about this a number of times, but 1960s era Raquel Welch. Sure, sure. You're not the only one, right? No way. (laughs) Yeah. God, yeah. Jamie Gertz, I feel like she was like the choice. Huge crush on her in the 80s. Yeah. Huge. Lost Boys. Lost Boys. Amongst other things. Yeah. um, She was in 16 Candles. She was, yeah. That's, a, that's part, a such but... a great that movie is such a great example of people pop up that are a, that become huge in other movies that you're yeah. like like a John Cusack's you know where you're like hey what wait a minute there are a lot of those people in John yeah. Hughes movies yeah oh yeah great choices um, okay three uh, modes of transportation totally anything anything any way of getting around that's unique and different from like riding I mean I guess you could put riding a bike but certainly not a car. No, I uh, I would love a, a man. I'd love like a a, a chopper, like a nineteen seventies like <laughs> bike, you know. Yeah, like an easy rider type of situation. Sure. Um, <laughs> a cigarette boat, <laughs> <laughs> like. Like uh, Miami Vice, like a Don Johnson type oh, cigarette great. boat. That's great. And uh, this is crazy, but I've always wanted, because I had a girlfriend whose family had one, uh, a Volkswagen thing. What's a thing? They only made them, like, I think they were only in 1973 and 74 mm-hmm. or 72 and 73. They, um, if you could, I mean, they, they're this. Do you want me to Google it real quick? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know what they look like. I've always wanted one, but they were kind of a utility vehicle. They were military by the Germans. Okay. Okay. Um, but they made them for manufacturer in like the seventies. Oh, sure. I've seen one. Okay. Usually they're yellow Mm -hmm. or orange. Yeah. And they, oh, there's some real cute pictures conf- of them online. Convertible, yeah. Um, Look how cute this one is. Great for off-roading. Yeah, Look they're at that they're cutie. so it's cool. Like a blue and white hard top, and That's they're great. easy to fix. They're um, and they're indestructible. That's great. I, I've always wanted one. How fun! VW thing, yeah. How Volkswagen. easy? How easy are they to get a hold of here? Like restored, they're probably really. You can find them on Craigslist for you know probably like three or four thousand dollars. They're not expensive. I'll pick you one up. Okay, thanks. No problem. <laughs> um, okay, let's do uh, let's do foods. Let's do um, at the blink of an eye. Any food could just be a type of food that you love, or it could be like a very specific thing you had once, or that you don't get enough of. Oh man, this is something I miss from from my days in the military school, when we would get leave, we would go into, into town and get strombolis, which are, uh, what's another name for them? Like in, in, in Philly, in that type of area, they were called strombolis. I think they they're also called, uh, it's like a folded over pizza. It's not like a calzone, but a calzone. It's, oh, yeah, yeah it it's, okay. it's almost exactly a calzone. Okay. 
But a stromboli, I love those. Like yeah. a steak stromboli. Ooh. Um, you, you can't beat a burrito. I mean, it's tough. <laughs> Burritos. Um, we're just a good... So far you have two envelope foods. We're just... <laughs> Uh, a great steak. Great. Best steak I ever had was in Toronto. Oh, yeah? At, at a Portuguese restaurant, of all places. Do you ever feel like maybe it wasn't... The reason I say this is because when I think to myself, what was the best salmon I ever had? Is it because I, I, like I was say, in an awesome place? Well, yeah, because I like to say the best salmon I ever had was on a, on a... I've said it on the podcast, even. A food that was on catering on Psych. Yeah, because I was so not expecting to get the piece of like, like oh this is this extravagant piece of salmon, on, and you're while also working, working on a set and being in this beautiful city, and it makes me wonder like was it really the best I've had or just for me? No, I decided because was, of where I was. This was hands down the almost the okay. best food I've ever. Oh, it was wow. there's a, a Portuguese I think it's Portuguese because it was almost all seafood. So that was weird that I got steak because I'm not really a seafood person. And I saw it on the menu. I'm like, I'm just going to have the steak. But it's a restaurant called Chiado. It's in Toronto. I was there for the, the Toronto Film Festival. I was up there for uh, Super, this movie with Rain Wilson and Ellen Page. And it was so good when we went back the next night. Because I was like, this is hands down the best. Like, it was... I. It could have been any... If I had eaten that anywhere, I'd still be saying yeah. that was the best steak I've ever had in my life. And you went back and had steak again the second the, night? I had the same good. thing the next night, and it was <sighs> just as good. Yeah. Anytime someone I know is in Toronto, I'm like, go to Chiado. I, I do I, feel... I remember you telling I've, me. And you I have told... I'm sure I've told you that. Yeah. Um, uh, and, you know, people I know who've gone there like also rave about the, the seafood. They're like, it's right. the best. So anyone from Toronto, it's a little pricey, but oh my God, it's so good. Nature shout out. If you're going to have an experience, you remember Forevs. And I can't remember if it's spelled C-I-A-D-O or C-H-I-A-D-O. Okay. But I think it's on like college in Ossington or something in Toronto. I I love how specific we're getting. You are getting down. I've never forgotten it. need people to get to this I started, honest to God, it's the only time I was ever in Toronto and... I'm obsessed with Toronto because it was, I love New York. New York can be a little harsh, you know, um, Toronto for me was everything I loved about New York, but also no attitude. The people were so nice. It was so clean. I was there in the perfect time, the fall, like it wasn't too hot. It wasn't too cold. Yeah. Um, Oh my God. I I, love Toronto. Because I I had a great time there. I was there when it was very hot, but I would never have compared it to New York. And maybe I just wasn't in the right area, but I never, it never felt New York y to me. I, I, it felt very, I don't know, it just never felt like New York. Part of the time I I was in, compare it more to San Francisco. I was in, yeah, I can, it it has more of a San Francisco feel. It's it's not like stacked buildings in in the same way. Right. It was, uh, I was in the downtown area, but I found myself. Walking around more in the, you know, like the Kensington Market area, which is yeah. the flatter area, um, and I'm also obsessed with like second, like SCTV and Second City and yeah. Kids in the Hall. I mean, yeah. you know, I, I'm like yeah. I idolize those guys, and I just remember walking around going, "Oh my god!" It was this so romantic weird. to me. Yeah. It was this weird, like, "Oh my god, this is Kensington Market. This is." Uh, 
I love Toronto. Definitely. I, I started to write a script about, and it was based on a dream I had. I had the, because you hear people say, um, oh, Toronto, it's so clean and everyone's so nice, or Canada in general. And I had a, remember having a dream one night where I was kidnapped, taken by helicopter, and dropped in the middle of Canada. Uh-huh. And I had to fight my way out. <laughs> like, <laughs> It was suddenly Canada was escape from New York. And so I, I've started writing a script that's kind of loosely based on that solely for the reason of I just want to go back to Canada. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, put, keep putting that out there. Boy, I, that really yeah. was a, a I know a that tangent. was like a can. It was a good candidate. I'm always welcoming in a discussion about how great Canada is. Yeah. Um, okay. Final category. Do you want to pick your own? You want to select your own? I'll give it. Or you get excited I'll, about when all you up to you. It's all up to you. All right. Last one is going to be. Uh, let's go vacation homes. Let's go three places Great. that you have us. You have a, a glorious second home somewhere. It will be either on a mansion, apartment, shack, or house. Um, three locations. Mm-hmm. Joshua Tree. Mm-hmm. I. I am a hundred percent sure that I will own a house in Joshua Tree someday. Like a cabin, a place I can go on the weekends. So Joshua Tree, um, Ashland, Oregon. Yeah, good one. I, I lived there for a year, and I, I still I miss it. I love Ashland. Um, Toronto. Of course, perfect. It, it, I say, of course, perfect. In my mind, I had already forgotten that we just had. That <laughs> I know. I was like, it was like oh, a pleasant duh. surprise. Yeah, oh, I, Toronto. I, and people are always like, "How do you?" fair in the winters i'm not a fan of cold weather yeah, so it's your vacation home yeah, yeah so you get to go there whenever you want spring and fall all right tell me when to stop stop okay all right we're at seven i'm gonna do some calculations calculate calculate with your 100 percent guaranteed mash future calculate checking okay uh i have done some calculating And uh, I've come up with what I feel very confident is going to be pleasing to you. Oh, I hope Um, so. Very, very pleased. I think this is all really. I really don't want to be bummed out by this. Um, First of all, I want to congratulate you for your home. You have a house, a beautiful house Mm -hmm. in Ashland, Oregon. Oh, I love it. I can deal with Um, that. Which makes sense because uh, that's not terribly far. It's sort of like. On your, it's it's a roundabout way, but like on your way up to your 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 vacation home in Ashland, maybe that's when you stop and climb Capitan. Oh, per- yeah, right? that's absolutely on right? the way. Right, yep. fantastic. Um, I want to like, and so you finish the, or you know what? The other thing too is maybe you uh you get there, you climb it, and you're too tired to complete the drive to Ashland, so you just take your 70s chopper. Oh, thank God. I, that's the one I wanted. I feel invigorated by getting but... on to that uh, that hog. <laughs> <laughs> get your motor running and head out on the highway. And finish out that ride. I would love that. I had a motorcycle when I lived in Ashland. Um, so good job on that. That's all very, very, it's terribly hip. It's all terribly hip. Um, speaking of terribly hip, uh, your friend and mine, John Ritter, mm. um, is going to be hanging out with you, which I think is Great. wonderful. Maybe he's that. enjoying a delicious burrito with you. <laughs> Blink of an eye. That would be so awesome. You want. Just getting a burrito Ugh. with your buddy, John Ritter. Yeah. Amazing. 
Um, and maybe you want to impress John, uh, and so you have David Bowie magically appear <sighs> and play a song for you, because that definitely happens. Great. And then when you're like, you know what? I'm ready to take a break from my perfect, amazing new MASH life. You dive into the movie Rushmore, get some of that Wes Anderson, <laughs> Bill Murray magic all over you. <laughs> That's weird that it ended up being a Bill Murray movie. You know what? It's not that weird because if you recall. Oh, all three had Bill Murray. That's correct. Oh, okay. That's Never mind. And we're going to top it all off with uh, your sweet, sweet partner in crime, Miss Jamie Gertz. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. You really did it. You hit a home run with that. I feel that you got Love it. Oh pretty much God. the best of the best on all these categories. Greatest life. Can I really actually have that happen? Yeah, this is going to happen. You don't know that everyone after they do MASH uh, leaves the podcast and goes and has their new mo- their new MASH life? Oh, my God. I can't wait to get out of here. Oh. oh. <laughs> well, well it's happening. John and so I guess you can look forward to it. But we are going to go uh, down to that place downtown sometime soon and try to yeah, do a little rock climbing. I would love to do that. I got to figure out what's wrong with my thumb first. Um, I wish I could say Guy's long story, but the short story is I have no idea why it hurts. And that's the end of it. because we're getting older. That, that uh, stuff happens. Don't remind me. Um, hey, G, thank you so much for uh, being the first person. My to, pleasure. Yeah, it's very exciting. very exciting. I'm so excited about the Boys of Summer series. I thank you so much for being a part of it and uh, yeah. for helping... Uh, initiate it and um, we'll talk to you guys next time on uh, the old podcast the show is recorded by me and edited by Julian Burrell and as always the JV Club theme song is Back Before We Were Brittle by the amazing Say Hi Some skyscrapers bring the villains to their knees. Maybe we should move someplace new and build time machines to go and get us back. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.